You are listening to the Addiction Support Podcast, episode number 37. Hi, Oak Creek Wellness family. Welcome to Addiction Support Podcast, where I talk with inspiring people who share their knowledge and experience of addiction and what's working for them. This is addiction support for family and friends from people who've been there. I'm your host, Melissa Sue Tucker. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Addiction Support Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Sue Tucker. If this is your first time, welcome. And if you've been here before, hey, thanks for coming back. So this week's going to be a little bit different, changing it up yet again. Um, A lot of you know, because I've shared about this a little bit on the podcast in the past, I have a brother right now that is in jail or the prison system. I don't understand the difference between either one, but um, he's in Arizona in Maricopa County. And for the past, I don't know, month or so, I've been trying to get a hold of his public defender because I thought, you know, we could work together. I'm an addiction advocate and I have some understanding of the disease and what needs to happen for treatment to happen. Um, My brother has asked repeatedly this time around to have help. He wants to make sure that he has a rehab or a facility to go into after he gets out. He doesn't want to just go into a halfway house or get out and not have anywhere to go because he's afraid that he'll use again and go back you know, into the system. So me being naive and um, I guess a little Pollyanna-ish, my husband calls me Anne Frank from time to time, I thought, you know, well, of course his public defender would love to have my support. And so we reached out to him initially and he told us some things that we should do, which was, you know, get some letters together and get a plan together and, you know, let the other side know basically what we plan on doing. And he would present that to them. So we went ahead and got some pretty powerful people in the community to get involved and give advice and write letters. We sent that over to his public defender and he did not share it with the other side. And so yesterday we had a a court hearing that was supposed to take place and it didn't end up taking place. We left the courtroom and his attorney like wouldn't even speak to us. And I asked him why he didn't give the other side the letters that we produced. And I made sure that the prosecutor was there to be able to hear that within earshot or whatever. And he just turned around to me and he said, like in a very like snarling at me, like nasty voice, like you even being here is hurting your brother. Sorry, my phone just went off during that, but I'm not going to edit it out. So I was flabbergasted. Like how I wanted to know how am I being how is my being here hurting my brother? And he sat down and proceeded to explain to me the way that our system works, especially in Maricopa County in the great state of Arizona. So I'm not gonna go into all that right now. However, I will go into that at a later date once I feel like it's safe for my brother to go ahead and do that. I'm not interested in having him be retaliated against because of my um, desire to fix what I see is broken. So what I'm going to do instead is share something that John Oliver did. Uh, This was probably a couple years back, but I think it's very important. It's called Prison, and it's part of The Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, his HBO show, and it's had almost 8 million views, so 7,899,000 views. So I'll link that up in the show notes if you're interested. It's definitely worth taking a 
listen to. And if you have time, sit down and watch it. I'll have the video in the show notes for addictionsupportpodcast.com forward slash episode 37. And um, it's one of those things that I understand it may not always be comfortable or normal to share a podcast. Although if you did that, I would really appreciate it because I feel like this is really important more so now than ever. You guys, I from when I started out, going to go a little sidetracked here. When I started out with this podcast, I thought I was helping myself and I hope to be able to impact a few people along the way. Now I'm just angry and want to figure out, I want to be part of the solution all the way around, but especially around our prison systems because they're pretty broken. Anyway, I'm going to let you hear what John Oliver has to say. It's kind of light, but kind of not. And, um, my hope is that you just listen to it and let it sink in. We can come together and we can make this better. But if we aren't talking about it and we're not looking at it, then it's not going to get better. These people that are in jail are not worthless. They are worthy. They are worthy of our love and our acceptance. They are worthy of God's love and acceptance. And I'm not talking about like mass murders. I'm talking about people that have mental disorders. And I'm talking about people that have the disease. These people we've got to figure out how to stop the madness because right now it's just legalized slavery and that's not okay. It's just not okay. Our main story tonight concerns something Americans simply can't get enough of, prison. We, we love to be entertained by it, from Orange is the New Black to seemingly MSNBC's entire weekend programming uh, to the TNT classic Tim Robbins stands shirtless in the rain, the movie. We love prison so much, a shocking number of Americans are currently inside one, as we learned last week during a House Judiciary Committee hearing. Our nation now has the greatest number of prisoners of any country in the world. Nearly one in every 100 adults in America is in prison or jail. That's true. We have over two million people behind bars right now. We have more prisoners at the moment than China. Than China. We don't have more of anything than China, other than, of course, debt to China. And, and it, didn't, it didn't always used to be this way. Our prison population has expanded eightfold since 1970. The only other thing that's grown at that rate since the 70s is varieties of Cheerios. <laughs> F*** you, fruity Cheerios! <laughs> you trumped up Fruit Loops and you know it! <laughs> and, and look, look, our prison population has exploded for a number of reasons, from the dismantling of our mental health system to mandatory minimum sentence laws, which uh, help explain why 97% of people plead guilty to federal crimes rather than risk going to trial, to, of course, drugs. Because half the people in federal prison are there on drug charges, and it accounts for a quarter of admissions to state prisons. And, of course, it's tricky to know how to feel about all this, because, on the one hand, the war on drugs has completely solved our nation's drug problem, so that's good. <laughs> but, on the other hand, our drug laws do seem to be a little draconian and a lot racist. Because, while white people and African-Americans use drugs about the same amount, a study has found that African-Americans have been sent to prison for drug offences at up to ten times the rate, for some utterly known reason. It, it reminds me... <laughs> it reminds me of a joke. You know, black people who commit drug offences, they go to jail like this, uh, whereas white people don't go to jail at all. <laughs> In fact, so many people... 
So many people are incarcerated in America right now that it's become one of the things that Sesame Street has to explain to children. My dad is... My dad's in jail. When I was about your age, my dad was incarcerated too. Incarcerated is when someone breaks the law, a, a grown-up rule, and then they have to go to jail or prison. We will be your need adorable singing puppets to explain prison to children in the same way they, they explain the number seven or what the moon is. And, and at least Sesame Street is actually talking about prison. The rest of us are much happier completely ignoring it, perhaps because it's so easy not to care about prisoners. They are, by definition, convicted criminals. In fact, it's so easy not to care that we are really comfortable making jokes about one of the most horrifying things that can potentially happen to them. Go directly to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. And do not, I repeat, do not drop the soap. <laughs> Look, doubloons! Don't drop them. You know what? If we were in prison, you guys would be like my bitches. We're going to federal pound me in the ass prison. Plus, you got any idea what they do to eggs in San Ricardo prison? It ain't over easy. Oh. Oh. Do, do you get it? Do you get it? The egg's gonna get fucked against its will. That that's why it's funny. No, wake up your children and explain that joke to them. They'll love it. <laughs> we are somehow collectively able to laugh about references to the fact that 4% of prisoners reported being sexually victimised in the past year. One in 25. Now, that might not sound like a lot, but think of it like this. If every time you bought two dozen donuts, one of them had been raped, you'd be pretty upset. And those are pastries. Prisoners are people. If, if, you, if you don't know a prisoner, though, or think that you're ever likely to become one, then their safety and health is not going to be high on your list of priorities. You don't need to know anything about the conditions that they live in. But you know who should know? Maybe the director of federal prisons. And yet, watch him almost comically struggle to recall a basic detail about one of the most mentally excruciating things prisoners can be subjected to, solitary confinement. How big is a cell? How big is the average cell in solitary? Say the, the average size? Cell, yeah, the size of the cell. How big is it? What is, I'm trying to get this, this is a human thing we're talking about. We've got a lot of statistics. How big is the cell? The, the average size of a cell is, I guess I'm trying to find, you're looking for the, the space of what the... Yes, the dimensions in feet and in inches, the size of the cell that a person is kept in. I want to get some idea of, I, I don't know, am I asking this wrong? No, no you're not. You are not asking it wrong. As far as I can remember, you're just asking him what the style of the f***ing cell is. But, but it was a long time ago. And, and to, to be fair, he did eventually get an answer. The average size should be 
uh, equivalent to um, which six by four. What? Six by four? <laughs> Couple of things there. One, that was clearly a guess. <laughs> and two, six by four is barely an elevator. That, that is the length of a six-foot party sub by the length of the amount of that party sub that's left over the following day. Because <laughs> nobody wants party subs. No, people put their hands all over them, they're disgusted. No one wants, that's not the point. That's not the point. But thankfully, a few minutes later, the record was corrected. For the actual, it's, it's 10 by 7. For the cell size. Ooh, 10 by 7. <laughs> Step this way, your highness. <laughs> Plenty of room for a ping pong table and an imaginary opponent as your mind slowly becomes untethered. <laughs> What is clear so far is that we are doing a terrible job of taking care of people that it is very easy for all of us not to care about. But here's the thing. Increasingly, we aren't taking care of them at all. Private subcontractors have, have steadily been taking over certain services, like the Aramark Corporation, who provide food to prisons uh, and a promise that, with Aramark, you can expect more. More savings. And, and hey, look, when you're being thrifty with food costs... What's the worst that can happen? Records show 65 instances where Aramark employees failed to provide food or ran out. The private vendor Aramark changed recipes to include cheaper, sometimes substandard ingredients. Aramark Correctional Services made headlines recently after maggots were found in food served at prisons here in Michigan. That is not good. The only time when you are happy to hear the words maggots were found is when you are a maggot whose family was lost at sea. <laughs> we floated three days on a piece of bread, but we never lost hope. <laughs> and, and it's not just food being privatised, it's prison healthcare too. Arizona tried that. Guess how it turned out. Medical spending in prisons dropped by $30 million and staffing levels plummeted. 50 people died in Arizona Department of Corrections custody in just the first eight months of this year. Compare that to 37 deaths in the previous two years combined. 50 deaths? At this point, you could hire the people who pretend to be doctors on Grey's Anatomy and you would probably have a lower mortality rate and a lot more intrigue. <laughs> Cutting costs has led to some incredible things happening in Arizona. One prisoner had a C-section in jail, and this is how she says they treated her. They decided to use sugar. Kitchen sugar. What do you mean, they used kitchen sugar? Um, the packets like McDonald's, the sugar, they would open it, pour it inside, and put um, gauze over it, and tape it up. And I'd had to do that for like three weeks. And they poured them in your C-section? Yeah. Did they tell you why they were doing that? One of the doctors learned it from... I don't even know. I don't know. But basically, it's a home remedy. Sugar was used to treat wounds before the advent of antibiotics back in the early 1900s. Yeah, but then we all decided it was no longer an acceptable medical practice. <laughs> Like curing a child's cough with heroin. Well, look, he's not coughing anymore. Yeah, he's not really doing much of anything anymore. And I can't find any of the good silver. But look, look. You will never pay a political price.
for treating prisoners like this woman badly. You don't even need to pretend to care. Here is how one Arizona lawmaker responded to her story. That doesn't sound like a true allegation. That sounds ridiculous. You know, prisoners have, uh, you know, 24-7 to think up allegations and write letters. I'm not saying that, uh, that some of them can't have a basis in fact, but you've got to take them with a grain of salt, or in the case of the hospital, maybe a grain of sugar. Somewhere in hell, Satan just sharpened his pitchfork and said to his secretary, do me a favor, Janice, and let me know when that guy gets here, okay? <laughs> I just want to be ready. Many states are even contracting out entire prisons. Nearly 9% of prisons are currently run by private firms like Geo Group and Corrections Corporation of America, who had combined revenues of over $3 billion last year. They're publicly traded. And while their marketing materials emphasize how much they do to help their prisoners rebuild their lives, their pitch to investors has been a little bit different. In a recent investor presentation, CCA pitches its unique investment opportunity. Another reason investing in the jailing of people makes good financial sense? High recidivism. Oh, that's, that is a great way to reassure your investors. Look, 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 we see your concerns, you know, what if we fully rehabilitate the prisoners and they become fully functional members of society? Well, don't worry, that's not the kind of company we're running here. Don't worry. <laughs> Once we're done with these prisoners, they're like human boomerangs. They're broken right in the middle and they keep coming back. <laughs> the, the key problem with running prisons as businesses is that prisons are then run as businesses. Pay and staffing ratios are so much lower that a Geo Group youth facility in Mississippi sometimes had just two officers overseeing as many as 256 prisoners. That facility eventually closed, but only after a federal judge wrote that physical and sexual abuse was rampant there because its operators had allowed a cesspool of unconstitutional and inhuman, inhuman acts and conditions to germinate. Now, I know that Geo will say that presents an unbalanced picture of their company. So in the interest of balance, I will point out that they got an award from the state of Florida citing their bold and innovative cost-saving business practices. <laughs> Although I think we all know when the state of Florida gives you an award, that award is basically sarcastic. <laughs> in fact, uh, a quick side note. The award was signed by Florida Governor Rick Scott who has led the drive for prison privatization in his state, but on one condition. What I've said all along is that yeah, this is an opportunity for uh, the taxpayers of the state uh, to save money. There is no way we'll do this if we don't save money. As you know, what the bill says is that if we don't save at least 7%, uh, we don't do prison privatization. Hey, 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 listen. If you think Rick Scott is going to look the other way for a company with a history of the physical abuse of minors for savings of a mere 6%, you don't know Rick Scott, okay? <laughs> Ricky needs seven. Ricky wants seven. Ricky likes seven, okay? Now, now, if you happen at all to be interested in asking Rick Scott about the conduct of the Geo Group, for goodness sake, don't do it tomorrow night. He's busy. Uh, we actually checked and he's going to be at a fundraiser at the home of, and this is true, the CEO of Geo Group. I believe the theme of that fundraiser is a cesspool of unconstitutional and inhumane acts. Look, this is... This is all so depressing. Private prisons are bad, yes, but the whole system just seems fundamentally broken. You know what? I, I, I think, if you don't mind, I need a minute. I, I actually need some help understanding this, if you don't mind. 
Hey, John. Uh, you seem sad. Yeah. yeah I, I am sad, Timmy. It's just... I've, I've been looking at the prison conditions in America and the whole system is just so horribly broken. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Uh, my daddy's in jail right now for a low-level drug offense. You see, that's exactly what I'm talking about, Timmy. That's crazy. Well, yeah. my daddy's in jail because he killed four people. Yeah, well, oh, 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 okay, he's actually a dangerous individual who needs to be in jail, so that's not really the same yeah, thing. No, no, no. My daddy's in jail and people pay money to see him. Yeah, that's actually a zoo. That's different. <laughs> He's in a zoo, yeah, okay? Yeah. It looks the same to him. Well, let's not conflate the two, okay? Oh, he's gone, okay. Hey, oh. hey, hey, John, how badly broken is the prison system? Yeah. Well, I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but one prison actually put sugar in a woman's C-section. <laughs> wait a second. What's the C-section? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, wait, 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 you mean like the letter C, right? Yes, C? yes. C. Yes, that's what I mean. That, that, that's exactly C. what I mean, yeah. yeah. Mr. Oliver, yeah. would it make you feel better if we sing about it? Yeah. Well, it can't hurt. Let's do it. Yeah. It's a fact that needs to be spoken. America's prisons are broken. It's a hard truth about incarceration. Prisons are needed for a civilized nation. But mandatory minimums for heroin and crack. Stack the system against Hispanics and blacks. Mm -hmm. Our prison population is bigger than Slovenia. Cause we put people in jail instead of treating schizophrenia. It's true. No, I don't. They put my dad in jail cause they say he's a monster. Oh, what, 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 what did he do? Nothing. They just said he looked like a monster. Well, that's racial profiling and that's wrong too, okay? Yeah. It's a fact that needs to be spoken. America's prisons are broken. Prison conditions are a national disgrace. With violence. And maggots. And possibly rape. And we shouldn't lock up reptiles just to look at their face. Those are zoos. Those are zoos. Your dad is an alligator in a zoo. Uh, I'm a crocodile. I'm a crocodile. Ooh. Oh, Jesus, here we oh, go. Oh, boys. <laughs> oh, we all look alike, right? Yeah. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. That, no, no, you can't put that on me. That is clearly not what I was saying. That's so ignorant. Oh, As we were saying, it's a fact that needs to be spoken. America's prisons are broken. America's broken prison system is brought to you by decades of neglect, a lack of political courage, and a generous donation by the Geo Group, as well as viewers like you. Yes! I love you guys. I see you surrounded with light and love. And I hope that you take a moment to share this and make a difference. Thank you for listening to the Addiction Support Podcast. Addiction support for family and friends from people who've been there. www.addictionsupportpodcast.com.